You're listening to Love with Service Radio, a platform where service-minded individuals share, discuss, and inspire positive thoughts and ideas. Stay tuned to enjoy their engaging and transformative stories. My name is Vishy, and today I have with me Cindy Shi, who is a young and cheerful undergraduate student at the University of Maryland studying computer engineering. Cindy delved herself into coding and research to understand the deeper aspects of science and technology at a young age. Despite her accomplishments, Cindy wasn't always surrounded by technology, only being introduced to it late in high school. As a female in the technology sector, Cindy understood what it was like to be underexposed to computer science and other aspects of technology. This motivated her to create Technifusion in 2017, a nonprofit organization that provides interest and opportunities to all kids in technology in Montgomery County in Maryland. So Cindy, thank you so much for being with us today. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, Vishy. I'm honored to be here. So now I briefly spoke about your background, but could you elaborate a little on it and sort of your family upbringing? Yeah, sure. So I was born and raised in Maine, where I was surrounded by nature. And ever since I was young, I loved identifying plants, animals, and especially mushrooms. So I became a mushroom enthusiast. Actually, right up until high school, I thought I'd study botany or become a mycologist. I've always marveled at the wonders of the world and actually how, um, how lucky I am to be alive in this planet we call Earth. To be honest, I believe this mindset made me become a really positive and hopeful person. Though I don't delusion myself with how perfect life is, when I put things into perspective, I strive to start a transformation. Hmm, interesting. I really admire your positivity and your desire to change and transform the world. But just out of curiosity, how did your interest shift from botany and plants to computer science and technology? So, as you mentioned, I got introduced to technology in high school. My first coding class was in C++, and it really fascinated me because programming was unlike any subject I'd studied before. Uh, No lie, programming was really difficult for me. Um, but I realized how vast a difference programming could make for a future, so I decided to delve deeper into the field of technology. I still really love plants, but I decided to put that aside for a hobby as I focused on something that would be more impactful. Got it. Thank you for sharing that with us. So because this radio show is about love with service, we wanted to ask you, what does service mean to you? Yes, uh, so... To me, service means giving to the community without expecting compensation for yourself, like volunteering. It means sacrificing your time and energy for the greater good. Um, Truthfully, at first I started volunteering for service hours to graduate high school, but I realized later on that it's so much more than something you complete and get over with. Service sticks with you for life. Um, I was thinking it's actually a kind of freedom where you're free to work for something, but you're not grounded to any expectations except for benefiting those who you serve. Right. I really like that answer. And you also did mention that you did some volunteer activities. What kind of places did you volunteer at? Yeah, so um, I volunteered for quite a few places, actually. For example, I volunteered for an elderly home and helped them out and uh, play the piano for them. I also did a lot of miscellaneous volunteering, like pulling weeds from pugs. Uh, most, re- 
most recently for the past four years, I've been establishing, managing, and teaching technology camps in Montgomery County. That's very interesting. Much like you, I too volunteered in an old folks' home back in high school. And I'm sure you'd agree with me that it's really rewarding to be able to help the elderly and see the smiles in their faces, knowing that there's someone to interact with them and just spend time with them. So let's talk about your big project, Technifusion, that I'm very interested in it. How did you start this project and sort of where did you get this idea from? Yeah, so actually uh, growing up in different environments and seeing the income disparity where I lived uh, opened my eyes, educated and also frustrated me. So I always thought like, why is the world so unfair? So I really wanted to make a change and I was so passionate back then and I still am. So it first started when I founded a series of technology camps which was supported by a nonprofit called the National Center for Women in Information Technology as a part of their Aspire IT initiatives. So throughout the years, I got in over $14,000 in funding, which I used to support underrepresented kids in technology um, by providing them with resources for success. I also used the money to purchase um, items such as robotics and swag. In addition, my earliest program, working with the Housing Opportunities Commission, um, we also received free lunch from our local public school system, Montgomery County Public Schools. Um, and because I had significant experience te- teaching kids technology, I later wanted to start my own, non- own, own organization and nonprofit. I had great ideas for inspiring kids not only through STEM, but also through environmental science and social good. Honestly, I wanted to take influence into my own hands. So I founded and became the CEO of Technifusion Incorporated. I was, um, I was largely motivated by the income disparity, as I mentioned. Uh, Montgomery County is one of the richest counties in the US, but there are still a lot of underprivileged families in my city who I really want to benefit and inspire into science and technology. Um, I always tell my students, no matter what background um, they come from, that they can do it. And um, about like more of the logistics of studying my nonprofit, registering for the nonprofit was actually really stressful. So since I was only 16, when I established it, my mom had to sign papers for me. I also took a good chunk of money, like personal finances, to get the nonprofit started. But the investment was really well worth it. So now, behind the scenes, we have really had a lot of growth. We've even got directors and volunteers to continue teaching and inspire kids. Wow. I'm just trying to imagine all the 16-year-olds around the world that have the same ambitions and desires that you did when you were that age. But jokes apart, I think it's definitely inspiring and really motivating to hear that you had such a big ambition for the betterment of society at such a young age. So moving on, I guess this is a two-part question. You didn't mention that you had a funding of $14,000. How did you get that and where did you get it from? And then secondly, also you also talked about the big income disparity in Montgomery and that despite it being such a rich place, there are a lot of underprivileged kids and people. I guess I want to know how did you manage to seek out these underrepresented and underprivileged kids and where did you find them? Yeah, sure. Um, To answer the first part of your question, so where did I get the money from? The $14,000 came, mostly came from one 
organization, as I mentioned, called uh, short. Uh, it's called NCWIT. That's short for the National Center for Women and Information Technology. So uh, that yeah, that's a mouthful. And actually, I'm a huge part of the group, and I contribute a lot, especially on their social media. Um, so basically, I applied for different grants to receive the money and put it towards the Aspire IT classes, and that's where we got. I got the initial funding for starting the programs, and later on, I use um, the resources and leadership that um, they gave me to start my own nonprofit. And to answer uh, the second part of your question, so actually, we work with we currently work with Montgomery County Public Libraries in Montgomery County, uh, Maryland, and they actually help us promote and see kids around our community. Also, every time before we start a session, I take a few hours to physically drive to the more underrepresented schools or parts in my county to put up flyers to promote my program. And I just hope for the best that the students will sign up for my camps and classes. But definitely, Montgomery County Public Libraries really helps in promoting the, my programs to the more underrepresented children. Right. So you've been, I guess you've, you've had this nonprofit organization for two years now. You started in 2016. So what is your sort of overarching goal and vision for, for the future? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so basically, you know, my goals, the ultimate goal and mission statement of my project is to inspire and encourage, encourage underrepresented and underprivileged people and technology. Uh, though we are currently based in my county in Maryland, I plan to expand it nationwide. We basically teach programming in Python with, with a focus in environmental science as well. The environmental science part stems from the fact that it's not only important to better human society, but also make sure that we can live in harmony with the plants, animals, and all of Mother Nature. So uh, to add on to that, one of my future dreams and bigger goals for my project and nonprofit is to also expand my nonprofit internationally. I actually want to connect with educators around the world and give them resources and support in technology education. I also plan to create a series where I interview men and women, boys and girls around the world to share their own story. I really hope that through the World Wide Web, people around the world can be healed and be motivated by other stories. So for the younger viewers out there and the younger people, why is it important to you um, to spread awareness on these important social issues like underrepresented and underprivileged kids um, in small communities where they don't have the opportunities um, like someone like me or you um, have? Why is it important to spread these issues? Yeah, so... um... Yeah, I am actually really passionate about this. So I just really want to emphasize that, unfortunately, some of us are not born as privileged as others. I think it's so important to understand that we cannot take our world for granted, and especially that most of us um, who may be hearing this uh, are living in the U.S., and we basically can't take all the resources we have you know, for granted, right? So that's why I want to not only help those in need, but to make sure that people are aware that some human beings are not as well off as we are. And actually, even in engineering design, if you learn that throughout high school and college, Empathy is the most highly regarded step of design thinking. Uh, putting oneself in someone else's shoes doesn't even constitute sympathy, but empathy. Uh, this understanding will stimulate others to create a change. 
Totally, I completely agree with that. Um, I think if we if we can put ourselves in other people's shoes, like you said, um, we'll be able to to spread compassion and spread love towards the rest of the society. And I think it would just be truly beneficial to the world as a whole. So these next three questions are a little bit more personal and based off your experiences, um, whether it may be through your volunteer activities or in your nonprofit organization in Technofusion or in, in your day-to-day sort of general life. So f- the first question I have is, if you could do anything to make service entertaining, what would you do? Ah, uh, so for the younger viewers out there who may not exactly enjoy service or don't really understand it, um, I believe that when you get a group of friends and you can come together to help a particular cause, um, you can actually, you know, have fun while doing service. You can hang out together and learn a lot. So for me, service is actually entertaining because I hang out with so many people. Um, for example, at the elderly home, I could listen to um, the people's stories, you know, from their lifetimes so many years ago. Um, and I really like to talk and learn from everyone's uh, lives. And it really educated and also entertain me. So what is the funniest thing then um, that has happened to you, whether you've had this interaction with an elderly or uh, a particular um, kid in your in your nonprofit organization? What is the funniest thing that's happened to you when you were serving someone? Yeah, so actually I do have a sort of funny story. So when I was um, a teacher for a computing class, there was a pair of identical twins who I actually had a really t- hard time telling apart. So they would always trick us into thinking one was the other. But jokes on them, because I have a identical twin sister too. And she also taught the class. So we would try to trick <laughs> the twins and make them guess who was who. Wow, that's actually really funny. So the last question I have is, if you could do a service project with any celebrity, who would it be and why? Hmm. I wouldn't pick Elton John because I've always been a huge fan of him because even though he's not exactly known for service necessarily, he served the world with his beautiful voice and lyrics and songwriting. So I think because he's really well known and has a large following, I feel many people would be enchanted and inspired to help out with our service project. Wonderful. So Cindy, we've come to the end of our interview today. But is there anything you would like to say or share, especially to the youth um, and sort of the younger generation? Yeah, sure. So I just want to say that, you know, life is not always fairies and unicorns. I'm just going to say that life is hard, truly. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs and a lot of failures. I've had so much more failures than wins, uh, to, to be very truthful. But I would say to get to know your failures because that's how you'll really improve. In addition, I always let people think about that on this planet Earth, you know, to put things into perspective, right? On planet Earth, we are the only known humans and we are so alive, so intelligent, with power to transform. You know, we have, like, you know, even if we have food in our stomachs and roof over our heads, you know, we have so much potential just because we are alive. So to my viewers, I want to say that to not just even think outside of the box, right? But to think without a box. Hopefully through service, you'll step out of your comfort zone and not only improve yourself, but the lives of others. So I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you once again, Cindy, for sharing your incredible journey and experiences with us. 
I'm sure a lot of people would be inspired by the incredible work that you're doing. I know I am. So once again, I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Vishy. I hope my journey will encourage others into contributing for the greater good. For more information on Cindy Shee's nonprofit organization, please visit www.technifusion.org.